Welcome to the Get Your Health Together podcast, your go-to source for optimizing your metabolism, hormones, and results, plus a little tough love along the way. I'm your host, Lexi Swearingen, a holistic online health and fitness coach for women who want to understand the why behind their transformation while also living in the moment. I'm here to bridge the gap between macros and mindful eating, and have helped hundreds of women achieve their physique goals while also prioritizing optimal health. Now it's your turn. It's time to get your health together. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Get Your Health Together podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode because since I've become a coach, since I've started, you know, posting about my journey on social media, talking to more women in my DMs, something that I've heard time and time and time again is women telling me how they want to lose body fat or, you know, they have these big goals and they just don't really know exactly how to get started or they tell me what they're doing and they're all excited like, yeah, woohoo, I'm getting started on my journey. And I'm like internally screaming, cringing, crying because I know that what they're doing isn't right and they'll regret it eventually. Or I know that I made the same exact mistakes in the past. Um, So I obviously can't fix everybody in the DMs and I hope this episode is just a really good kind of how to get started type of episode in how I'm going to kind of split it up is I'm first going to tell you guys everything I did wrong when I first started my personal fitness journey or, you know, weight loss journey, whatever you want to call it. And then how I would restart if I was going to do it again, if I was going to start my fitness journey over fresh from the beginning, what would I do? What are my steps? We're going to talk about how to actually go about it in an intelligent way that isn't going to screw you over in the long run okay so really like the goal or the perspective of the episode is going to be someone who's trying to achieve fat loss or you know specifically wanting to eventually end up with that like toned physique so let's get started and let's dive right on into what did i do wrong when i first started my fitness journey i could write a book about all of the things i did wrong to be honest But the thing about everything that I'm about to tell you, everything I'm about to say to you is it worked. Like I lost weight. And if you have followed me or you've seen me post about my journey, my story, how I got started, like it worked. I got skinny, which I know is what a lot of people want. Um, And I've said this before, but nearly everyone that I talk to has had this experience in their past where something unfortunately worked for them for weight loss and i say unfortunately because you pay for it in the long run like we all go through that where we did some crazy restrictive diet or we decided to train for a marathon and eat 1200 calories or we just drastically slashed our calories down like we've all kind of made that mistake and then it worked and we were like woohoo i lost all the weight And then it didn't work again (laughs) and we didn't know what to do next. Um, So that's why I say, unfortunately, it works. You pay for it in the long run. You can't get it to work forever or you can't get anything to work ever again because of the metabolic impact or the hormonal impact of that first thing that you did. So that's why I'm making this episode. Um, 
I'm gonna go ahead and dive in. I think I have like eight mistakes that I made. So I'm gonna kind of talk through those. Um, mistake number one, cut calories as low as possible right away, or just, you know, not eating enough in general through your fat loss journey, fitness journey. And what I see happening, what I did was kind of just decide, hey, I'm ready to lose weight. I want to lose some weight. I want to tone up, whatever it might be. And just immediately making it a goal to eat as minimal as possible. Every single meal I ate was the like healthy choice. You know, if there was an option between a sandwich and a salad, I was always choosing the salad with the dressing on the side every single freaking time or just whatever was going to be as low calorie as possible um problem with this hello it's going to cause faster fat loss but it's also going to cause a faster plateau if i'm maintaining at 2000 calories and i immediately slash my calories down to 1200 well once i hit a plateau once my metabolism adapts to that there's not much further i can go um and this is another problem that i see now as a coach when people who don't focus on macros or like getting enough of everything they just only focus on calories and minimizing as much as possible and i think this is another reason why a lot of people who come from tracking calories feel very like restricted and it's different when you focus on macros like it genuinely is um okay mistake number two adding tons of cardio right away just another example of maxing out your tools right from the get-go and really leading to like a fast plateau where you've got nowhere to go um and for me what i did i would literally go and just rot <laughs> rot on a cardio machine at the at the local ymca for like over an hour a day at least every single day no fail um would just sweat my little booty off and that was all i did for exercise but like when i hit a plateau i couldn't possibly eat any less than i was eating i ate the least right from the get-go and i did the most cardio like i did not have time to add any more cardio i used that that tool in my toolbox i used all of it right out of the gate um so again just leading me to that fast plateau mistake number three zero focus on strength training and i just said that the cardio that i was doing was like all i was doing um no focus on strength training and looking back like why is this problematic obviously for physique reasons like most women don't understand that the way you want to look the the tone that you want that that's going to come from having muscle from strength training and also the food freedom that you want you want to be able to actually eat and not having to be stuck on those really low calories that you needed to do for your diet forever so how do we do that we change our body composition um and it's also like i said you know for that metabolic reason that's going to get your maintenance up it's going to allow you to stay lean without those low calories so yeah huge mistake that i made right off the bat not learning about strength training um, once I finally did that, it really changed the game and allowed me to actually progress and improve my physique over time rather than just my only, the only trick I had up my sleeve being cardio and eat as little as possible. Number four, no focus on body composition. I was just obsessed with the number on the scale. Um, 
And this is like why I always try to differentiate like what is weight loss versus what is fat loss. If you're focusing on body composition, I've seen women literally lose like a pound on the scale or like under five pounds on the scale and completely shift their physique. Their pictures look so different. These are women who have lost body fat, okay? They've lost fat. They haven't lost weight because they've gained muscle and they've changed their composition. So when I first started my fitness journey, I had no idea. I would live and die by the scale. I would weigh myself and just try to see the lowest number I could every single day. Um, I would literally go do my cardio and sweat and then go weigh myself on the scale just because I wanted to see like the lowest number psycho um and piggybacking off that last one you know if all you care about is seeing that number on the scale go down you're likely always going to be disappointed with that final look and if you guys go look at like my pinterest i don't even know if you can like look up other people on pinterest but if you were to go look up my pinterest account i've had the same one since i was like in high school went through that first weight loss journey and if you were to go look, I think I have a board called like healthy lifestyle, which bleh, that's a joke. Um, and I have like pictures of girls pinned that have like abs and like booties and like they, they look toned. They look like they lift weights. But at the time I was just like, I just need to lose more body fat and then I'll look like that. No, no, no. I had I was losing all the body fat. I just had nothing under the body fat to show for it. Um, and it felt so not maintainable to me because I was just eating so little to even achieve that. So yes, you don't need to focus on the number on the scale. Focus on your body composition, especially if you are a newbie lifter and you're starting your journey. Um, mistake number five, I was not focused on macros. I was just focused on calories. And I kind of alluded to this earlier, but for me at least, this is what created that very like restrictive mindset from tracking. Um, I know a lot of people talk about this. They're like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to track anything. It's so restrictive. I feel so whatever restricted. And I'm right there with you. I was in the same spot. I only tracked my calories and my goal with tracking calories was just eat as few of them as possible. Or like, here's your calorie limit. Don't go over it. It wasn't like, hey, your goal is 1800 calories. Let's try to reach 1800 calories. It was just like, no, this is like the hard stopping point. And I find a lot of other women who have tracked calories in the past kind of have that same mindset. And that feels very restrictive because it's like, there's no intention behind it other than like eat less, eat less, eat less, eat less. And yeah, that can be hard on your like <laughs> your mental stability, right? And when you're only tracking calories, you're just trying to get as few as possible. You aren't really seeing the benefit of your food or like what your food is doing for you versus when you focus on your macros, you're really seeing like, okay, I need these carbs for energy. I need, I need this protein for my physique, for my metabolism, for to support my workouts. I need these healthy fats for, you know, healthy hormones and all those things. So when you track your macros, number one, you just learn about food. You're way more educated to like pursue your journey on going forever. And also your food is like, it's, it's more meaningful to you. You actually understand and your meals are focused more on like, okay, am I getting enough of XYZ in my meal versus just 
oh my gosh, my meal is more than 300 calories. Like this is too much. Been there, done that. We don't need it. Mistake number six, completely 100%, you know, out of touch with biofeedback. Just woof. I didn't know that that mattered. <laughs> like I had no idea. I never in my life, when I started my fitness journey, when I was like 16, never in my life did I think about my recovery or my sleep or my stress levels or my digestion. No, no, did not think about any of that. And let me tell you, looking back, it was all terrible. Like, you know, when you're young and you're like, you know, pulling all-nighters and studying really late and drinking caffeine in the middle of the night and... I don't know. My digestion was wonky as heck. It was just huge mistakes. And I do think it's more common knowledge now where like, hey, we need to take care of our bodies and we need to be cognizant of like our sleep, for instance. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, well, that's in influencing your metabolism, which is then going to influence your weight loss efforts. Or, hey, you're not getting enough sleep. You're not recovering from your workouts, so you're not going to build as much muscle. So that's going to influence your metabolism. It's like we are we much more have made it common to talk about all of these things. So hopefully most of you know that, but mistake number six was completely out of touch with the biofeedback. Um, mistake number seven I've already mentioned my Pinterest, but I literally wrote here um, on my notes, mistake number seven, Pinterest without understanding why. Literally, you guys, I was obsessed with like Pinterest or like fad tips. I'm not even going to call it fad diets. I don't think I ever did like keto or any of the programs or anything like that, but I was just obsessed with like whatever the latest like tip was or like trick or hack I was I wanted to do whatever my friend was doing I took diet pills um I saw like little graphics on Pinterest that was like bananas make belly fat and I was like "Ooh, no bananas for me um I did like the the little daily 10 minute ab routine that's gonna give you a six pack in 20 days like from Pinterest like I did all of those things and I didn't understand like the why behind any of it you know like I didn't understand what is a calorie deficit and like what is a banana like what's the problem with a banana why are people saying this or I didn't understand like why is this supposed to give you abs like I knew nothing so I think and I'm gonna circle this back to like why is coaching so valuable is like I really 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 do make an effort to teach my clients like why and you know some people are more interested in learning <laughs> than others i'll say that right out of the gate but like i want my clients to understand like hey this is maintenance or this is a deficit or hey why do we need to reverse diet like i really want that to make sense like why are we reducing your calories or why are we increasing your calories or like why are those things important so i think knowing the why is key if you ever want like sustainable change because your life is going to change you know maybe right now you're listening to this and you are 25 years old and you're super active you're going on walks every day and all these things and maybe you're maintaining you know your weight with five workouts a week and you're eating 2200 calories okay well in five years you might have a baby 
and you might have only three days a week to work out and you might not be able to just freely go out for cardio sessions and walks as much as you want to so how does your maintenance shift when your energy expenditure shifts you know i want you guys to be able to like think critically about that anyways that was a tangent um last mistake number eight neglecting the reverse diet oh my goodness and i think this is probably honestly one of them i think all of these are common actually just kidding i was gonna say i think this is the more most common but no they all are but i think reverse dieting is something that's still scary to a lot of people um tracking macros strength training those things you know even if you're not putting it into practice yet fully you probably know that it's the right thing to do you're just scared to do it or you don't know how to implement it reverse dieting i still come across people where this is like a new concept um and you hear me talk about weight loss and you hear me talk about maintenance phases, um, we have to bridge the gap. So if you do put yourself into that calorie deficit and you lose body fat, eating in a calorie deficit, eating lower calories, you can't just keep eating that forever. And that's what I tried to do. Like I ate as little calories as possible and I lost weight and... And I just tried to do that forever. Like, I ate low calories, lost the weight, just tried to stay eating, you know, 1,000 calories for the rest of my life. That doesn't work. Like, that is going to, you are going to regain the weight. Your body is going to get angry at you, okay? So, when I did all of these things, like, what happened to me? (laughs) You know, what happened to me? Looking back, I now realize that I was very likely under so, so, so much stress. This all started around like, or my fitness journey started in like my junior year of high school. I started losing weight, um, lost more weight throughout like my entire senior year of high school. Um, And then going into college, I tried to maintain it, I think was what happened, but like my lifestyle changed a lot. I was staying up really late, like every single night, partying a lot, drinking a lot, all the things. So looking back, I realize now like I was very likely under so much stress. I was downregulating the absolute fuck out of my thyroid by eating such low calories. I was experiencing, you know, pretty severe metabolic adaptation. I was doing as much cardio as I could physically fit into the day. Like, I would go twice sometimes, especially when I started college. Like, between classes, I'm doing cardio. In the morning, I'm doing cardio. Like, so much cardio um, with, like, as little food as possible and tons of alcohol. So, any muscle that I did have, I was a swimmer in high school. Um, So, any muscle that I did have from like that, yeah, I'm sure that was long gone. You know, I was doing nothing to preserve it. Um, I'm probably doing a number on my adrenal glands, you know, with all of that stress. Likely, that's what led to a lot of like the period problems I started having, which I probably should do another episode on like my birth control journey and everything, but that's what then led me to get on birth control. I mean, really, it was just and if you don't know i gained a ton of weight like i sustained being very small like 
pretty much through freshman year not as small but I was still pretty small in sophomore year but then it just started like spiraling out of control um and of course it did right like my thyroid hormones are down regulated and my metabolism is down regulated and I'm trying so hard to maintain this low calorie intake that I thought I had to but then I'm drinking so many calories and ultimately what does that mean okay I'm putting myself in a surplus and my body is just primed for weight gain Um, because for me at that time a surplus probably was like 1500 calories like no joke because I was eating so little so you see the problem how all of those mistakes that I mentioned add up to this outcome that I got and that's why I'm telling people like I know you guys I know it is so tempting when you want to lose weight to just be like I'm gonna hit the gym every single day I'm gonna sweat my ass off and I am going to cut my calories down as low as I can like I'm not gonna pretend that I don't see why people do that like I've done it I literally I've done it I I see the appeal I I understand the satisfaction when you rapidly see the scale go down like trigger warning but I've been there I get it and as someone who's been there I'm telling you do not like do not do it um you will pay like you will pay the price so let's jump into the second part of this episode and I'm going to kind of tell you if I could go back in time and completely start my restart my fitness journey again with a blank slate um, I'm going to tell you what I would do and why because again like I said I know it can feel overwhelming to like do it the right way and a lot of the time people just don't really know how like we do all we know which is like I know if I cut my calories, I'm going to lose weight. So I do not want you to have to spend years correcting your mistakes like I did. And ultimately, that's why I became a coach, you know. So this is really like the process that I take my clients through, cough, cough, shameless plug, so that you don't have to play the guessing games with all of it on your own. You can learn how it works. And even if i know i talk about this all the time but like i'm not coaching you through a 90-day transformation like for many people this is kind of like a long-term gig and i know it can seem scary to like invest in a coach or commit to being with someone for six months a year two years you guys (laughs) i started this when i was 16 i am 29 years old like it has been 13 years okay 13 years and maybe like three three and a half four four of those years were me like trying to stay skinny and lose weight the rest of them have been me like fixing my mistakes and trying to figure it out so I promise you like if you take a solid year to two years to like crush it that's speedy (laughs) like that's great so um yeah there's that but step one the first thing to realize is that to even make these moves intentional in your journey, you need data. Like you need it. You need to find maintenance. Okay. So first things first, you need to track your calorie intake without judgment. Okay. Judgment free. Don't change anything. I don't want you tracking your calorie intake to hit any specific numbers. I literally just want you tracking your calorie intake accurately, honestly, to see what do I even eat? what even are my calories? And you might be shocked. You might be like, holy crap, my calories are like only at 1500. And you might be like, holy crap, my calories are like at 2800, you know? 
track all the little things. Um, don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. This is crucial information. That's all that it is. Take your weight. While you're doing this food journal, and I would recommend doing it for like 7 to 14 days, honestly, while you're doing this food journal, take your weight. Honestly, I'd recommend every day, maybe even photos too, um, but let's try to do at least like three to four data points a week. Movement. Track your movement. Is it standardized? Like, are you, are you eating these X amount of calories that like, are you eating these X amount of calories that you tracked and you're also doing cardio three times a week and you're also walking an average of 5,000 steps a day? Like, we want to know that because ultimately, if you are eating, if you find out, hey, I'm eating an average of 2,200 calories a day, but then you also find out, ooh, baby, I'm only walking 2,000 steps a day and I'm not doing any cardio, well, awesome. That's a huge area of opportunity for you. We might not even need to cut the food. So, that's why. Track the movement, take your weight, track your calorie intake. Um, Obviously, I say take your weight because if your weight is going down or up consistently over multiple weeks, well, maybe you're in a little bit of a deficit or a little bit of a surplus, you know, data. Um, You can also go ahead and do a maintenance calorie equation from like um, a calorie calculator. I've used like tdee.net or something before. Um, if you want to just kind of like get the gist of what your maintenance maybe should be, obviously the flaws to this are like if you do a calorie calculator and it tells you that your maintenance should be 2,200 calories and you actually do your food journal and you're only eating 1,500, well, that's obviously a problem, (laughs) right? Like you're very undershooting or you're maintaining much lower than you kind of should be. So... Why are we doing this maintenance? Why is this step one so, so, so important? Um, It's going to be crucial for the end of your process, okay? So it's going to be crucial for building habits. It's going to make sure it's three reasons. I'm just going to do all three. So the end of the process, that reverse diet, we want to have this home base. We want to have this place that, hey, we know my body can maintain here. So I know I can come back to this calorie intake after a fat loss phase and I'm going to be okay. It's going to be crucial for building habits. What is the point of even trying to cut your calories and go into a deficit if you can't even stay consistent with anything? Like, we don't need to do that. And if you're eating 2,200 calories in your maintenance that you track, but you're getting like no protein and you're not drinking any water and you're not walking, if you fix those things, even if you stay at 2,200 calories, you're probably going to see progress, right? Um... And it's going to make it's going to be crucial to make sure your body is even responsive to the cut, which kind of brings me back to that point I just made where I was like, if your calorie calculator equation says 2200 calories and you're at 1500, okay, well, your maintenance is way really low. And what are you going to do? Like to achieve fat loss, you can't really cut down from that low number that you're already at. So That kind of brings me to my next step. So step two, and I kind of alluded to this, so is kind of optimize. So now that you've found that maintenance calorie intake, I want you to start assessing your variables, okay? So how much do you go out to eat? How much water do you drink? Were you tracking your food accurately? Were you weighing it or were you just kind of like guessing? 
because if you're guessing, you might be tracking like 1800 calories and eating like 2400. No joke. Um, how much alcohol do you drink? What's your food quality like? Like, are you eating a bunch of processed crap or are you eating like whole nutrient dense foods? Um, are you eating enough protein? Are you getting at least like 0.8 grams per pound of body weight? How much are you walking? Are you walking 2,000 steps a day or are you walking 10,000 steps a day? Are you lifting weights? What is your cardio regime look like? I kind of talked about this in the last one. Standardize your movement. How are your sleep, stress, digestion, and your other like biofeedback measures looking? If all of these aren't good to go, if all of these aren't where they need to be, guess what? This is an area for improvement for you. So before you even think about a deficit, I want you to stick to that maintenance number that you found and fix these things. <laughs> so like if your maintenance is 2,200 calories, but you're getting 50 grams of protein, okay, let's bump that up to 120 and stay at those 2,200 calories because you are going to see progress optimizing these variables, I promise. So I want you to get all of your ducks in a row. I want you to get all your shit in check before you even think about cutting your calories. And if you're someone where your maintenance calories are really low, well, this is your opportunity to bring those up. You kind of have to do a reverse diet before the diet. Um, okay, step three. Now we are doing the smart, smart calorie deficit, aka we are not making the mistake that I made where you're like, hey, I'm going to lose weight and I'm just going to eat way less food. <laughs> that is not going to work. What you're going to do is you're going to take that maintenance that you found that you have now optimized with all of your beautiful habits and all you're going to do is put yourself into a deficit from there. So you're going to reduce your calories, you're going to reduce calories from your carbs and your fats, and you're going to keep your protein high, okay? Keep your protein where it is, don't change your protein, you're going to reduce your carbs and fats. Um, that's your deficit. Step four, you wait. You stay consistent, you do not try a new thing every single week, okay? If you try a new thing every single week, you will not even know if it is working. You are going to just stick with that deficit. You're going to eat that calorie amount. You're going to get your steps in. You're going to keep doing your workouts. You're going to do that for at least, at least two weeks. But I'm going to say, honestly, let's go for three or four. And if you don't see any changes, nothing, no changes in your photos, no changes in your measurements, no changes on the scale, literally nothing at all, then you can make some more changes. Okay. Um, a normal amount of fat loss, just, you know, rule of thumb is like 0.5 to one pound a week. But on average, some weeks won't be, some weeks will be, you know, it kind of, it's going to fluctuate. But if you are someone who is brand new to lifting, I've had so many clients where their pictures are like completely changed and the scale isn't moving. So I want you to keep that in your brain. Okay. If you're someone who's kind of just starting with lifting, um, that's why I say pictures, measurements, or scale. Um, okay. Step five, final step, you reverse diet. Remember that maintenance that we found earlier that I said was so, so important. Okay. This is a huge reason why. And remember how I said one of my number one mistakes was 
not doing the reverse diet, just trying to stay at those low calories for as long as I could. So I'm going to bring you back to the example I've been continuously giving. If your maintenance is 2,200 calories, you found that, you optimized, you went into a deficit, maybe you ended your deficit at 1,600 calories. Okay, you've lost the weight. You do not just sit there at 1,600 calories for the rest of your life. That is not how this works. You have to work your way back up close to that 2200. If you've lost a like significant amount of weight, you know, maybe your maintenance is a little bit less. Um but you start working your way back up. You pay attention to your biofeedback. You continue to pay attention to the scale. Your body composition should ch- should stay relatively the same while you reverse diet. You shouldn't be like packing on the pounds. Um you might weigh a little bit more. You have more food in your stomach, you have more carbs that are holding more water in your body, but You're working your way up to that safe little home base that you made, okay? So those are my steps. That's what you're gonna do if you're gonna be smart and not be like me when I started my fitness journey. That is exactly what I would do. Um, I hope it all makes sense. If you have any questions, let me know. Slide into my DMs. Um, Tell me what you think. Tell me if you're gonna try it. And if you want me to just do it for you, you know, I'm here for that too. So cheers. I would love to have you be my next client if you listen to this episode and you're like, wait, teach me everything. But if not, go crush it. Um, thanks for being here and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Get Your Health Together podcast. I hope you enjoyed it along with some steps and sun. If you love the episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or tag me on Instagram. And if you have a question, never hesitate to shoot me a DM. See you next time.